Parcel Nation, it's your boys, Adele and the Baker. And we've got not a quickie this time, just a standard weekly uh, uh, musings, if you will. What do we call this? Scarf Life? Well, Scarf Life. it's a Scarf Life podcast, and this happens to be like the non-diet version of it. Yeah, we're going to... Honestly... We're going to make you fat. I like doing the quickies, don't get me wrong. I love a good, I love a good post-match quickie, especially after a win. I will bite A-O. my tongue. A-O. Hot mic. Keep that in mind. Um... But, like, after the Orlando game, and we went long by, you know, quickie standards. I think it was, like, a 30-minute session. I mean, look, every couple can decide what that means for themselves. Sure, sure. I'm not here to get into it. Don't make it weird, okay? We're trying to keep this a family show. A family show. All I'm well, saying how do you is, think families are made? All I'm saying is I wanted to keep talking uh, at the end of the game. Or yes. At the end of the podcast. And we obviously didn't get the chance because the whole point is, like, here are our very raw... Yeah. Post-match, here's exactly top of the brain, no replays, no nothing, maybe like a little research here and there. This, I feel like we get to really go down some uh, rabbit, holes. rabbit holes, if you will. Uh, and after the Orlando game, there's some rabbit holes that need to be gone down. Upon? Uh, yeah. English. <laughs> Not our first language, you <laughs> can't tell. It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're keeping the hits coming. So, I agree with you on many things, mm. including the proverbial, that's the word, right? Yeah. Post-match quickie. Well, the post-match quickie isn't proverbial, using that wrong. Proverbial is like, so when I say, oh man, he really screwed the pooch on that, so proverbial is the pooch, it's from a proverb. Arsenal Nation, you're welcome. Okay. Out here dropping English like it's going out of style. <laughs> Anyway, RSL Nation Education Channel coming soon. What I'm saying is this. I think we should, and maybe if anyone or whoever listens to this can straighten us out, uh, stop putting a time limit around the post-match quickie. Well, no, the the whole point is that it's quick. Yes, maybe we drop the quickie part. So it's just post-match? Yeah, immediate post-match thoughts. I mean, we've done those before, and we just didn't tell anyone about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, today, we go into the details. The nitty-gritty. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's, like, I was doing some quick notes while you were uh, doing other stuff. Cooking. Well. Trying to feed myself. Everyone's got to eat. Trying to survive. There's quite a few like nitty gritty things to kind of go over. Let's, before we get into those, Mm. can we talk about the chat we just had? We definitely need to talk about the chat we just had. So, RSL Nation. If you remember, we we try to set up a conversation with an upcoming opponent. Supporters club. Right. If nothing else. Ideally with a counter group of ours. Right. People who do what we do for other clubs. Quasi-knowledgeable. I, yeah. I, I consider myself quasi-knowledgeable on RSL. Apt. Apt observation. I mean, I'm super passionate. Hey, fake it till you make it. No, it's not faking it. I'm Dude, super passionate. I'm just fine, quasi-knowledgeable. You know what you're not knowledgeable about? Audio quality. Boom. <sighs> 
Too soon. Our right, Nation, we just completed a probably one of the best, if not the best, one of the best easily, conversations with a counter organization. Yeah, Cincinnati Soccer Talk. Yeah, no, Cincy Soccer Talk. Right, good, good dude. Awesome dude. Uh, Brian? Brian. Yes. Yeah. Brian, if you're listening, you're a good dude. Man, just, I mean, just a knowledgeable dude, mm-hmm. knows what he's talking about, i.e. knowledgeable dude. Yeah. Let's not get into things here. But there was a problem, wasn't there? Yeah, it's, um, it turns out in this day and age, with the internet being what it is, super difficult to have a conversation with somebody on the other side of the country, believe it or not. That's, well, that's me being sarcastic. We <laughs> we set up the usual. Yeah. The audio you're hearing right now was the setup we had. Well, that's not entirely true. There was there was a software in between this time or that YouTube we, Live. Yes. We, but we the had, audio was the same setup. Well, clearly, clearly not. I mean, quite literally, it was the same microphone plugged into the same the USB hard, the outlet. The hardware was all the same. Yes. Yes, but software matters too. So, uh, Brian sounds incredible. And fortunately, he's the one doing most of the time. Yes. Thank God. Our Although, audio... Otherwise, I wouldn't post. Our audio, not so good. And, I, and I, guess what? What? We'll post it anyways. Yeah, I think we're obviously going to post it just because, A, we advertised the crap out of it, and we had questions, and, and you know, we... It was a great asked, conversation. We asked our nation for feedback on it. Um, Didn't get any. We're going to post it. We're obviously going to post it. Uh, you'll probably hear it sometime. The match is on Friday, so probably sometime like... Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Yeah. Um, it, it, and you can hear us, and we we sound yeah. a little muted, which isn't great. And That's what like, sounds like we're underwater, and there's some crickets in the background. There's some like la- light... Like snapping or cricking or something in the in the background. We yeah. try to remove it. It's a real pain in the behind. Um... Honestly, let's just, can we just be honest? Yeah. We don't care enough to go to any further trouble of removing it. I mean, I literally wouldn't know what to do. Like, you'd have to, like, go into the, like, it's not like it's multiple sound files on top of one of them. It's all one file, and in the background of it, there's, like, a light tapping. YouTube Live. Anyways, look, it's been an awesome conversation. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I will tell you one thing. After that conversation... I want to go to Cincinnati. That is one thing for he did an very away well. game. A phenomenal advocate of yes. uh, FCC. I have not considered a Cincinnati away game a must visit prior to that conversation. However, yes, we did gather some decent intel. We did, yeah. He's about the culture. About any chance the town. Mike Petke listens to this? Uh, no. I don't know, man. I mean, any is a, a lot of possibilities. I would say it's probably somewhere on the twenty percent mark that he listens to this. Yeah. So I, by my standards, pretty high. By the way, let's. Uh, I know we have a list of things to talk about. Yes. Long list, yeah. So before we do, though, should we talk about your claim to fame on a tweet of late? Dude, I'm a BFD. What big freaking deal? Oh. <laughs> Oh man! I'm, I might I just, leave you pretty soon. I just solo. I, just, I might Beyonce you. You, I, you are the Kelly whatever to my Beyonce. Um, just keep that in mind. You're the Justin Timberlake to my NSYNC. Uh, wasn't he Backstreet Boys? I don't know. I don't know. No, I thought it was NSYNC. One of them. Yeah, dude. So you're you're my David Beckham 
to my Manchester United. I don't know. That was a pretty stacked United squad he was on. Yeah. Carry on. Anyway. Tell the people. I'm sitting there. In case they didn't see it. Yeah, everyone saw it. Uh, I'm minding my own business watching uh, Minnesota United unveil the new uh, uh, Allianz, Alliance, depending on where. Alliance. Well, it's it's called Allianz. Allianz Arena. Arena, Arena, right. Well, no, that's the Munich one. But yeah, same thing. Same company, yeah. Same sponsor. Doesn't yeah. matter. They're unveiling their new stadium. It's dope. It's they're playing. It looks pretty cool. Who's Minnesota playing? Does it matter at that point? No. The stadium is the star. Colorado? No, not Colorado. Anyway, they got their brand new stadium. It's their first home game. It's dope. And uh, our sometime friend. Sometime, I like him. I see. I'm not on the same page. Taylor Twelman. Yeah. Uh, is that his name? Taylor Twelman. You know, he's the commentator. And he's also a former soccer player yes, and just yes. a very connected person. He's a, he's a person. soccer personality. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, waxing poetic as his profession requires him to. And he drops the gem, and I'm going to paraphrase at this point because I don't have our Twitter pulled up. Uh, if And he's commenting on the, on the pitch at, right. in, in Minnesota, and he goes, if we can have grass of this quality in Minnesota, there's no excuse why we can't in the rest of Major League Soccer. And in my mind, I was like, Here's a man that I critique very regularly for his opinions. And I'm like, that might be the smartest thing he's ever said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking this, of... This is you live thinking. This is me in my couch watching this game. And I'm going, you know what? That is the smartest thing he's ever, ever said. That you have ever heard, that I've him, heard him say. say. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, maybe, you know, he he drops all kinds of wisdom. When he he's might not be an astrophysicist sure, in, a, I don't in his know. spare time. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, I need to let RSL Nation know mm-hmm. that this guy just said the smartest thing I've ever heard him say because that's that's a cause for celebration. Right. So I tweeted out. It also piggybacks on top of a lot of the things you've been saying over the years, yes? Also, I am to to say that I'm critical of plastic fields is, in the under, is, is an understatement. Uh and the fact that we have a multi-billion dollar arena in Atlanta, Georgia. So, like, literally just stuff just grows. Because uh, like, it's a fertile, like, land. Uh, the, the fact that they don't have a grass field is indicative of where the MLS is. Uh, and, and how I'm pretty much... sure grass grows on top of, like, stop signs in Georgia. Right. It's, it's the, the fact that they don't have grass is very clearly not because they can't. It right. is. It is not a priority because soccer is not a priority. Right. Uh, and they and any Atlanta fans that happen to stumble upon this, or Seattle fans for that matter of fact, or Portland fans with their oh, our Portland has no excuses. Portland is, and they're like proud of their plastic field. They're like, it's the best plastic. I'm like, you're putting makeup on a pig. Like, just stop. Anyway, and just because it's Sephora makeup, it's still a pig. Right. It, it's it's it, yeah. Portland is maybe one of the worst offenders there. But anyway, it's clearly indicative of a lack. Sephora is a high end. People know what company. Sephora is. If you know what Sephora is, people know what Sephora is. Anyway, um, so I let people know. He saw it. He liked it because he agrees. Apparently, that is the smartest thing he's ever said. <laughs> That's how I choose to take that. It's like, yo, this guy. This guy was there for my moment of brilliance. I'm gonna let him know what's up. He hits the old liker. RSL Nation, something like 500 likes. and like It's probably 7,000 by now. That's not the point. It, it's baller. So RSL Nation, I'm sure you realize this, but there's multiples of us posting multiple things on multiple platforms. There's There are people posting on multiple platforms that aren't part of this podcast even. Okay. So, um, I'm at work, mm. I think. 
Actually, I'm not at work. I'm doing work. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a weekend. Yeah, and um, I started getting notifications on my yeah, you, yeah, on my were. cell phone, on my cellular phone. It was a Saturday, a game day. Saturday. Yeah, it was match day. So I'm thinking it's just match day, you know, communications. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I go on Twitter and I see that a bunch of people like this thing that I didn't write. No, sir. I'm like, okay, let's read it. <laughs> Because I think I have gotten you in trouble over stuff I posted before. Yeah. And vice versa. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty good about what it's I. Pretty think. much a one way road. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Be very clear about uh, that. And I, I read that. And I'm like, oh my god! If Taylor Twelman, mm-hmm. who by the way, whom by the way, I respect highly, not just as a soccer player. I think he is a trailblazer in the soccer. American soccer community and history. Mm, that's a little much, but okay. That's my opinion. He's not the first. He's one of the first. And also who's so connected into the game of soccer in the United States. He has been touted by most, many if not most, as one of the most reliable sources of information in Major League Soccer. So if... Loudmouths like Alexi Lalas or others say things. We usually just roll out. It's like, eh, whatever. Who cares? Right. It's wrong nine out of ten times, especially on predictions. When Taylor Twelman says it, usually it's right. He's yet to be wrong on a major projection. Projection. That's why I, tr- uh, I trust him hmm. as a as an analyst and as a news personality and news outlet. I mean, soccer personality and news outlet. So when I, when I saw you write that, I thought if I was Taylor Tolman, I'd be a little offended because I read it. No, it's the smartest thing he's ever said. I read that out. Right. So that's what I mean. I would be. A little, I, I read it as like a negative statement of, he's so dumb that this is the smartest thing he's ever said. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it was received well. So congratulations. Beyonce. We're old friends at this point, as Hodge is. You're, you're homies. You're anyway, basically homies. Shall we carry on? In, we yeah. haven't talked about the Orlando match yet, which I think we should. So. It was a. Uh, go ahead. Lineup comes out, right? Yeah. As it usually does, hour before. Mm hmm. Um, hour or so before. Right. Um, and, you know, I look at it and I'm like. I kind of like what they've got going on here, specifically the Toya Herrera situation, which your boy has been advocating for passionately for ever since they brought it out that first time. I can't even remember against whom. Um, your boy meaning but the me, baker. Absolutely. I've been calling for Toya to be our starting left back basically since they got rid of... And Herrera for to be our right, right back. back. Absolutely. Yes. Um Herrera is a fantastic right back, by the way. He, to be fair, I think Herrera has the skill to be a mediocre left back. He is a phenomenal right back. Uh, Toya, a few moments where I'm like, oh, that could have been bad. I, I think two especially come to mind where I think he got beat, but he recovers defensively so well. But just seeing that in the starting lineup for me was like, all right, we're, we're going to try some stuff. And then the other obvious big one, which we'll talk at length about is Sam Johnson getting the start. Um, I think for the second game in a row, if I'm not mistaken, that was huge news to me. What did you think of the lineup? It hurts me. Literally, physically, to agree with you. 
But I think the left-right-back combination, you ride on. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our fullbacks were not great. Prior. I mean, RSL Nation, how long have we been doing this podcast and the page? I mean, I mean the page for like close to a decade, ten years. Yeah. yeah, the podcast, depending on when. Pretty sure this doing. might be the first time I agree with you on something I significantly disagreed with you on previously. All right. I always thought playing Lennon was a no-brainer. He has to play. He did really well last year, and he has to play on the on the outside right. And in part. I thought it was because Herrera has to play the left. Herrera is too good to not be on the field for us. Hmm. So the best position for him would be the left. I have in the past advocated that if you have to play Herrera, as I think you have to, and you absolutely want to play Lennon, put Herrera on the right, Lennon on the left. You mean the inverse? No, Herrera on the right. Lennon on the left. Right, that's not what you just said, but okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Referring. Herrera on the right. Yes. Lennon on the left. Herrera in his natural position. Yes. Lennon is already out of his natural you, position. You are so already down on exactly. That. You're yep. already playing at least one guy out of position. This the other way. You're playing two guys out of position. So right. why not just cut that in Min- half? Min- mitigate it. Exactly. Now, having seen what I have seen from Toya. Mm-hmm. Because I never considered Toya as a viable other option right. to our problems. Two games he's played so far, I think. I mean, from start. He started two games, I think. Okay. And both of those times, he has absolutely impressed. The first game was against LAFC, if you remember. Yeah. He yeah, shut he sh- down uh, Vela. Yeah. Vela. Yeah. Uh, and then last game. I think Toya, at this point, looks more than capable. And I did listen to Pat Key's post-game interview where he mentions that small part of the decision of why Toya started that game over anyone else in that position was that he was playing against his old team. Right. I think he said like less than 1%. Less than 1%. But that means he still considered it and they went into it. At this point, Toya has impressed me. I think Toya should be starting on the left side. Wow. Which means Herrera has to be starting on the right side. I'm literally flabbergasted. Oh, well, you that's... flabbergasted me. <laughs> okay, that sounds weird. Um, but if Toya uh-huh. has to start on the left, right, which would make him our best left back, which in I my think... opinion at this point he is, right. There's no argument who starts on the right. It is Herrera. Over in my Lennon. opinion, yes, over yeah, yeah. Lennon or Tony. When he's healthy or anyone else. Yeah, I, I think at, at, at this point, I'm just going to go ahead and double down on this feeling. You're basically agreeing with everything I've been screaming from the mountaintop for like the last, what game are we on? Seven? I agreed with that one thing you it said. It was a big thing though. It's a fundamental change in how we line up our defense, which feels good. I'm not going to lie. It feels good. I'm going to go ahead and milk this feeling and just really savor it. Maybe put it in a bottle for a rainy day. Um, I'm glad I could do this for you. So it was one thing I agree with you on it completely, and I'm doubling down. Um, as much as you and I agreeing with one another right. feels great for me. 
Right. Specifically, you agreeing with me. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't provide quite enough clash let's, let's get, for let, a podcast. Let's get to Sam Johnson. All right. I, I was gonna say maybe we should stay on the rest of the defensive line. Okay. All right. Uh, Go ahead. And and so there's no game, argument about Nedham. Oh yeah, the man's right? an institution. That's the that's the most given starter in the defense. Absolutely. Right. Um, and M Silva, I think, went down with a, was it a hamstring? He's hurting. Old age, mostly. Um, so he's on the old uh, injury, if I'm not mistaken. But guess who's just coming off of that list? Our boy Glad. What did you think of him? You know, if you remember or recall last year. Mm-hmm. By the way, you know what we have to start doing? You know how every other podcast tells you what episode number yeah. you're listening to? We should do that. I'll bet you we're north of 100 by now, don't you think? Really close to a hundred. Are you counting the old SoundCloud ones? Oh well, yeah, because those are kind of like gone to the. Well, okay, all right. Well, you know, we can do. Anyways, chasms of history. If we go to podcasts last year, mm-hmm. and you take my view, this is Adele. In case there was any issue, if you go to last year, you will learn or reconfirm that I think Justin Glad is the sh- brightest shining light in the RSL team that we have. You, I, I think you, you specifically were talking about his like potential, his upside. Of course. Yeah. But also his performance at that time. Not not very late in the year. I mean like mid-year. Right. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I thought he was performing well. Uh-huh. I think I mentioned something like he's the next um um Olave or the next uh, uh, Borcher. I think I remember or... saying something about him being next Olave. Yeah. It just made sense to me. And he was on the up and up with the national team and everything else, right? Right. And super young. Yeah. Super talented. I still think he's like 12. Y- yeah. Yeah. 13 on a good day. And then something happened late in the year. Right, right before the playoffs. Right before the playoffs, like two games before the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it led to him being benched. I think it was the first time he was benched in like forty games or something. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, some crazy number. Yep. And I, I judge people's character. I have over the years had to hire many, many people in many different jobs and positions, and obviously, the specific skills you're looking for technically or technologically, they get weeded out before they come to you because we have hiring departments. But when they come to you, you have to make a decision between multiple people who, in most cases, have the same skill set, the technological skill set. And what you have to do there is decide or make a decision based on character. Right. So you already know, unless you're six years old, that the vast majority of times, not everything will go right all the time, which means you will have some difficult times. Right. Which means you're looking for people who can solve problems and can adapt and are mentally strong enough to overcome whatever issues you throw their way. Whatever happened at the very end of the last year, Justin Glad did not seem to have been able to overcome it. There was probably a reason why Petke benched him after favoring him for a season and a half, right? So it's not like, it's not like he was an inherited must. Sure. And then the offseason, we didn't hear much about him. And then early, well, early, well, late towards the offseason, but early in the calendar year, he went to the 
camp, the national team camp. Didn't make it out of that, right? He, yeah. I mean, he yeah. didn't he make the camp. team, the final the, team. He was out in the first cup. And then he came back and didn't start the game. I mean, didn't start the year. Right. Then got injured, had a good game with the Monarchs. I just think Justin Glad, this, this honestly, just like Danny Acosta last year, Right. And many players before him and after him. He this this is the year where he needs to decide or figure out or we're gonna decide. We're gonna figure out if he is capable of becoming a world beater, an absolute star, because it wasn't that long ago we're talking about. There's no way we're gonna keep Justin Glad right. very long because right. he's, he's going to Europe. He's going to Europe any day. But he needs to strengthen his mental game. I loved what I saw from Justin this Saturday specifically mm-hmm. on the field. I love what I saw from most people on the field. But right. Justin, I thought that had a good game. But if M. Silva is healthy. You're still, right. Absolutely. Still going with M. Silva. It's Silva Nedum. Right. I mean, Nedum is an institution, like you said. No-brainer starter every single game right now. Hmm. I think Silva is right there with him, which leaves Justin out. Sure. Unless he's just proving something soon. And I really... Look... I'm rooting for the kid. Right. I really, really want him to do well. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, like, obviously the dude is, like, having Justin Glad as your third CB option is a great option to have. Like, that's just, you know, that, that needs to be said. It's not like he's out there getting beat left and right or, you know, he's he's he wasn't starting regularly and I'm sure that there's a reason for that. Kind of the same way there was a reason Danny wasn't starting regularly. Um, it, it's I I like Glad. I, I think every you know like he's he's one of our own. He wasn't some dude that we went and found you know in in Europe. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know he he is one of our own. He doesn't get more RSL than than Glad. Um, I I think uh, if so I went and really listened to the post-match quickie that we posted right after the game and then I also re-watched some of the highlights Glad did have a good game and I think right. I was more critical of him right after the match just because I felt like he was defensively you know he had some few shaky moments and I still think he had those shaky moments but overall I'd say his performance was good uh, I think I mean it's also worth noting that you know being a CB pairing is very much a pairing so I think he needs to reestablish some of those lines of communication with Nedum they need to feel each other out again. Who goes what, when, where, yeah. why? Okay, that's uh, a really good point. Because I blamed him for, well, most of the things. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, fundamentally, I think this could be the type of match where Glad has a resurgence. Um, and not to like spoil too much, but I think especially against FC Cincinnati, like a team that are. Like, they're going to generate some chances, and they're dangerous enough in the attack, but they're also not, like, LAFC in the attack. You know, like, yeah. they should be manageable. And I feel like from a defensive performance standpoint, it's a really good opportunity for Glad. You're talking about next match. Here. Talking about next match. Yeah. I think it's a really good opportunity for them to, like, you know, cover uh, cover that attack and show, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Ask me a question. Next game. Next game. We agree Nedim is the first mm-hmm. center back starter. Yes. yes? Yep. Silva is available. 
I don't think he is. That's not the point. Oh, you're asking. I'm asking a hypothetical. Yeah. Silva's available and Justin is available. Who do you start? Next Did game, based on what has happened year to date. Oh, I would start. I, I would start Silva, but that almost has more to do with the fact that Glad just played. Like, if I have a, a, a CB of... So, let me put it like this. If the situation was, was reversed and they're both available and M. Silva had just played against Orlando, I would probably be starting Glad. Because you want to keep the other guy healthy and fit or because you don't want to hurt feelings? Oh, because I want to keep the other guy healthy and fit. Yeah, we're talking about professional it's soccer. It's a week in between it's, games. and We're talking about I mean, a 12-year-old. It's six days. Right. Uh, yeah, but I think that given, and no disrespect to FC Cincinnati, Brian, I know you're listening, um, no disrespect to FC Cincinnati, they, they, are, they, they generate some opportunities, right. but they aren't... They aren't great in the attack. Watch well, they're like, big name stars in jail, as I understand it. Yeah, watch them put like five or six on us now, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, always happens. Always happens. We're like the redemption kids. Yeah, it's like time <laughs> to get a chance. No, um, I, from my seat, FC Cincinnati defensively should be manageable. We should mm-hmm. be able. If RSL is the club they claim to be, we should be able to absorb the attack of FCC. Right. Are we getting ahead of ourselves here? Because I, I was, was going to ask you a different question. Okay. Which Go is, uh, we talked not that long ago that in order, I mean, we did simple math. I'm not sure whether... I mean, this is your math. I, I want to separate myself as much from this math as possible. <laughs> so let me clarify. Well, the math I did is this. Uh-huh. All right. So pre-math, it's just simple statistic. Statistically speaking, 50 Plus points gets you into the playoffs. I mean, that's not... Okay. Like 99% of the time, 50 plus points gets you into the playoffs. Right. This is with six teams, not seven teams. So now I haven't redone the math because I didn't have a calculator handy. But let's just say 50 points gets you into the playoffs. All right. Let's let's see. So then I did some simple mathematics. Uh All right. We're playing 17 games at home. Okay. 17 games away. Okay. All right. Let's assume for a second we lose all of the games away. Is that with the new uh, layout? No, it's not. There, there was no new layout. Yeah, there's a new season. Mathematically speaking, there's only been like one team that has ever not gotten into the playoffs with 50 points. Okay. Okay. So we're playing 17 games at home. If you win all 17 games at home, 17 times 3 is... Carry the zero. 51. Okay. Yes? Yeah. Ten. Three times 10, 30. Mm-hmm. Three times 7, 21, 51. Which means we could afford to lose all games at, uh, on the road if we win all of our games at home. Okay. So that's a that's a simple way for me to look at it. So every time we lose a game at home, means we need to make up for it somewhere on the road. Right. With a win. Yeah. Yep. And every time we tie a game on the road, means we have to go make it up for it on the road twice somewhere with, a, with two ties. Right. Right. Uh, or a win is preferable there. So, I mean, again, super simple, oversimplistic mathematics here. Or just, you know, multiplication. Mm-hmm. So, I look at, okay, we won our last game at home. Yes. We won our first game at home. And we lost that middle game at home. Yep. Which means, just by that count, we are three points behind. Right. 
With your simple math. Yes, with my super simple math. Mm -hmm. We made up one point and used them. Right. We didn't win any other road games so Correct. far, I think. Right. Which means by at this moment, this very moment in time, in the season, we are two points behind where we should be. Okay. Is Cincinnati, in your opinion, one of those clubs where we go out on the road and make up those points? Because in my opinion, if we're going to Cincinnati and we win, mm -hmm. which means it gives us three points, right. keeping in mind, based on my over simple math right we are two points behind where we should be right now yeah i got you that puts us ahead of the schedule three uh two well yeah, negative two plus uh -huh. three yeah, yeah. puts you uh, in the green is. yes yeah no I, I so yes to be clear to go back to your original statement we're jumping way ahead we're definitely not done discussing okay. portland right. uh or orlando i should say uh I and I'll get if you want to get into predictions for the FC Cincinnati. I'll no, no, let's do prediction. Predictions are at the end. Predictions are at the end. Because uh, I know I, we I differ think, on the I prediction. I think we get points in FC Cincinnati, but it's not the points you think. Points a point. Point. Okay. Anyway, that kind of lets the cat out of the bag. Um, so we're agreeing. We were originally talking about Glad. I don't know how yeah. we got here. Yeah. He's fine. Well, I, I I probed and you let me in. So you should have no, you just... You just kept talking yelling numbers at people. Honestly, at this point, you got to raise your hand. you got to have some accountability, bro. Let's... So we, we, we've talked about the defensive line. I'd like to get to the midfield. Yes. Because uh, I think this is my biggest concern with this Friday. What you have in mind? Well, our boy Everton had himself another gem of a game. Or, well, he had, an, had himself a gem of... 20 minutes or so i should say um played well it from my seat it kind of felt like orlando I, I think at this point people know that everton comes with a temper a little bit and that maybe getting him into some kind of card trouble specifically red or yellow isn't the hardest thing in the world to do you know i think if we're gonna be totally honest so i think he was getting he was kind of getting pushed around a little and it resulted with him literally hobbling off the field and like being supported by physios and support staff somewhere around the 20th minute mark uh, yeah. our boy Beasler came on for you know and did an admirable job admirable yeah. job filling in for him but the fact that Everton came off injured scares the crap out of me yeah um, what, what are your thoughts on that well this is not in any way, shape or, shape or form letting any cats out of any bags. Mm -hmm. Because I have been very and super and extremely clear on this in every post-match quickie as well as long-form podcast we have done right. so far. In my opinion, he has been, mm -hmm. Everton Louise, yep. the most valuable player in Real Salt Lake this year i would agree and i mean just the fact that you and i agree and we don't agree on a thing right it's i can't even think who number two is i mean you, at number two you have to go to defaults like damir no it i think it'd be beasler Again, no, really? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, Demir, Demir See, like I said, we don't work. agree on a whole lot here. Sure. But in my book, it would be like defaults, like Demir, um, even Johnson, and I think we're gonna touch him, uh, touch up on him in a little bit here. But it just doesn't. It, 
What's the word? Any chance of him playing this weekend? I haven't I haven't looked at all whether he can play. Yeah, no, nothing official, nothing on Twitter, nothing on from the club. Um, I imagine it's one of those things that they're obviously going to keep close to the chest because it right. could influence how. If Everton cannot play, I would say it is a problem. There's no other player on the pitch who in any anywhere near that would hurt our chances of winning. By not playing. I didn't follow that. You got to say that again. He's the last person I want to miss. Oh, yeah. Obviously. On the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, was, that, our, was that last one too complicated for you? It was. It was a little much. It was, it was triple a, negatives, which is a, a positive. Much. So um, that, that that's what I'm saying here. It doesn't, it just doesn't, if he cannot play, I might have to change my projections. If we were playing anyone other than whom we're actually playing this weekend, even on the road. Oh, you're saying it's there's such a sure thing? No, I'm not saying there's such a sure thing. I, th- I think it's going to be a squeeze either way. Mm. But I think if we were playing, say, God, I hate, I, I hate to keep bringing up LAFC, but LAFC in their current form, right? Or even Seattle in their current form. I'm not sure who else is there. I mean, I know Galaxy is up there, and then there's there's other teams who I mean, are up in the there. East, East United. Yeah, right, right. All those guys. Um, if we're playing one of those top top teams, and I think Cincinnati can be a top top team, I think they're just not right now. Right. Um, I, that's where the margin for error is just super super small and diminished, and it, it's just almost just non-existent. I'm extremely worried about Everton not being able to play. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Beasler can do a very decent job. Is so I gotta ask who, assuming Everton can't play, who do you who do you put next to Kyle? Assuming Kyle's a starter, even. Well, you did just assume Kyle's a starter. I did. Yeah, I mean, it, I think you're right though. Kyle has to be a starter. Right. We have to go back to my least favorite combination, which is Demir and Demir Kyle. and Kyle. Yeah, I th- I th- I don't think there's a lot of things that I'm like fired the coach. I, actually, there's you know what scratch that because there's a lot of people saying a lot of ridiculous things lately. There is nothing is. at the moment that would get me to hop on the let's fire the coach wagon. Right. Um, I think tactically speaking, we know. Like it's not even like a question anymore. Like we have enough samples that putting the mirror next to Kyle, it's essentially a giant hole in our defense in the midfield. Um, to to me, the mirror should definitely start, but you know where he started last week up up in the attack. Uh, it, it it's I think Beasler is a horrible CB. Let me be very clear about that. Really, center back? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he's a bad center back. I think at midfield he does a solid job. He's even got some late runs that occasionally result in a goal, uh, i.e. last year. For me, it's got to be Kyle right next to right next to Beasley. Oh, he also has the most famous miss of last year. Yeah, let's he, not forget that he definitely did do that. Um, and I probably question won't. for you. Uh huh. We're gonna get to Sam in a second, I think. Absolutely. Don't we? Isn't he on this list? All right. Yeah, so he's let's, on the list. Let's assume Sam starts in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Are you? Advocating for benching Kyle Beckerman because he no. cannot. Who who are you benching? Everton isn't there. I'm right. replacing Everton with Nick Beasler. Oh, okay, so you had Nick Beasler starting. Where's is, Where's is Krylak playing in this combo? Attacking midfield. 
Where's uh, Rushnyak playing? On the left, where he played last game. To start. Yeah, yeah. I would I would line up as closely as possible, maybe with a few exceptions, to what we did against Orlando. I, I think that, that that was closer to what our starting 11 will look like come final form, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it took Rushnak a minute to figure out that left right. side. He kind of disappeared for a Do you game. think he did well last game? Oh, yeah, he, he did phenomenally last yeah, we game. Did, we're not talking about last game a whole lot. Yeah. like for, How do you think he did? Rushnak? Yes. Rushnak, I mean, he had a few great nutmegs, solid service. He was on the. He was way more visible this last game than I think any, any other game in the last, I want to say, month. Month and a half, um, and you think it's because he was playing the wing? No, 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 no. I, I think it was because, uh, and you know, this is a solid transition. I think it's because Sam Johnson stretched the field out. Right. I think all of a sudden we had a dude whose pace uh, required defenders' right. attention. I, That's I it. think the fact that Sam Johnson was on the field pulled all kinds of dudes away from other guys. Yes. Uh, in a way that Corey Baird, no respect Corey Baird, or Demir can't do. Uh, that, I think, was the difference. All of a sudden, Albert has time on the ball. All of a sudden, we have the ability to pass through our midfield to get it to either wing, depending on which side we're yeah. transitioning from. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think Ruschnack all of a sudden figured out the magic recipe for you know being on that left wing. I just think he just, yeah, just had time and space on the ball, which he did wonders with. Uh I think it think of like like he made the MLS you know Megs of the week like he, he put a dude on his on his back. See a nice play, yes. yeah. Which then resulted in him like running at goal. Yeah, like Rushnak's Orlando game was phenomenal. It was it was the Rushnak I'd missed. I think it was okay. I, I want I want my now to play number ten. I, Attacking, but, but why? Why is that? Because I think he's better suited for that. It's not very place for his national team. Uh, right. I don't think he was as good in the last game as as, as you're saying he was. Personally. Hmm. Personal opinion. I, I think Savarino was better than Rushniak last game. I think Savarino had a solid game as well. I, don't I know think about better than Rushniak. I though. think he was probably the offensively best player we had. Sam Johnson was on the field. Right. And he scored a goal. Yeah, he had a brilliant move and a lot of off-ball movements. And I've been, I've been preaching Sam Johnson for months now. You have, literally, you have. And so you had a, he had a Severino. Severino, I think, was the most dangerous player on that field. Oh, I got he, it. He he assisted the goal. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of nice shots. Yeah, he had a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. I just, I've, I think Savarino, along with Johnson need to be on the field at all times when we need an offensive presence and danger towards our opponents. My two cents. And I think out of those two, if it had to be one, it would be Savarino. Wow. Yeah, it, it's... I know... I I'm not trying to come at uh, Jefferson or anything like that. Yes, you are. I'm really not. I love Jefferson. Don't say you're not. Jefferson's a phenomenal player. Just remember... Nothing you say before the butt counts. Didn't you say Sam Johnson was your man of the match? No. Yes, in the in the in the uh, post match, the quickie. 
Uh, well, sure. it was probably because of the goal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we were all about well, that, saying, that, that's the well, post-match quickie. That, you get carried away to, to yeah. get a little, you know, get a little uh, clash going. And I get that. I, I respect that. I, I think Severino that. is our most important offensive player. I've said that on multiple occasions over multiple months now. I think Severino is a phenomenal, dangerous piece. I think the reason we managed to get two goals in the back of the net was because of Sam Johnson and the outstanding game he had. Uh, I think Jefferson. I think Jefferson assisted on the directly goal. on one of the goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, by no means do I think you know Jefferson had a bad game. He had a phenomenal game. I just think Sam Johnson ultimately was that difference maker. He, uh, that's his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that swagger of the uh, number nine, as yeah. you call it. You know, he carries himself. Speaking of, so let's get into him just for a second. Yes. Right. Yeah. I have mentioned multiple times in multiple previous podcasts the swagger of the number nine, as you at just called it. At, least, I, I at least once a podcast. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've said it in that way though. The swagger, mm-hmm. quote unquote, of the number nine. But what I saw in that goal on Saturday was the skill set of a number nine combined with the determination of a complete underdog outside player. Okay. Your typical number nine, if I remember them correctly, and I've watched them a lot, they slip the way he slipped. Right. And they'll put up their hands and arms and say, eh, screw this. Yeah, every, it's everyone's and everything's fault. Mm-hmm. Even one of my favorite players of all times, let's play for RSL, Euro Mosesian. He's done that many times. Yes? Yes, yes. We've seen him do it. It's just he displayed he re, he wanted that goal. Oh yeah. He oh, absolutely yeah. wanted that goal. He slipped. He slided. Slid. Slid. <laughs> he slipped. He slid. He got back up on his feet. Sure. The defender made a mistake. Whatever. That's right. your job. You take advantage of the mistakes. Made a beautiful move and they made a beautiful finish. We've been missing that. We haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if you got to watch Sam Johnson's post-match interview. I did not. But like he said as much. He's like, I mean, that this is why I was brought. I think he's he's a very self-aware man, from what I can tell. Um, also a very quiet man. He's oh yeah. It's the like a very soft-spoken kind of like the way I see him and how I pictured him interviewing in my mind. Not at all. The, hmm. the way he does it's actually it's, it's super fascinating um but yeah like he said as much like he's he's the reason i'm here is to score goals and i think he so desperately wanted to just get that yeah. first one done that i think it was like i'm putting this in the back of the net hell or high water which right. you gotta respect absolutely um do you think this just opened up some what's it called mm-hmm. levies some kind of oh, you, dam. Yeah, I think you and I... As, up the as, waterways. Yeah, as, as recently as I want to say, like two weeks ago, we are talking about once Sam Johnson gets his first... Right. He's going to... Like, I feel like he's, a, he's the type the of dude... He's, yeah, he's going gonna, he's gonna to have a few more. Um, I also think all of a sudden... And I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier and what he does for the other guys. I don't think Sam Johnson individually is going to hit 20 goals. I, I think he's yeah. maybe good for, I, I think if I'm going to be totally honest, I'm hoping between between 10 and 15. 
I was, gonna, I, w- I was gonna say 12 so I'm yes hoping for double digits uh-huh. between 10 and 15 i think is what he's gonna bring but i also think he's going to allow the other guys yes. to be much more dangerous agreed i i think the reason i was so high on albert rushnak is because rushnak had more time on the ball yep. i think the mirror all of a sudden is dangerous so go look at the mirror's goal go look at the mirror's goal and go see where both of the orlando defenders are they're glued to the hip to sam johnson they are where they are supposed to be. They, they are on Sam Johnson. Yeah. They're like, if anyone's going to do anything dangerous, it's this guy. All of a sudden, the mirror with those beautiful late runs of his just buries one. That being said, I did think that that was going to be offside originally. I'm glad it wasn't because Sam Johnson was like way, way Oh, off. one of those super passive offsides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that didn't, you know, kind of That would have been, right been too much, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's ultimately... I, I think the game... I think it was the LAFC game. Yeah. Did, did he play in the LAFC game? He did. He did. Um, I was like, Wait. he's okay and I need to see more. I'm officially on the Sam Johnson like, yeah. bandwagon. Like The dudes arrived. It was a great opening goal. Um, and he, it, at, at this point, if he's not scoring, he needs he's providing the opportunities for other guys to score. And just, yeah, just solid, solid danger. Um, yeah, constant right. danger never right. seems to stop. He's always he's the he's the guy, and I've played against teams like these. Uh, well, uh, against teams who had a guy like that, always. And it's just you have to account for him. It's always you have to you. It's a subconscious thing almost. You just have to account for it. And I love what I've seen from the guy ever since Hawaii, right. since the preseason. It's just so, the, it's the activity, and. Um, I agree. I think Sam Johnson ends up with 10 to 15. I'm, for some reason, I have 12 in my head. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking that Albert, mm-hmm. as well as the Mir, are going to flirt with double digits this year. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good combo. I, I love by goals by committee. Yeah. Like if, if as long as it's consistent and it happens and it doesn't cost us games and dudes aren't running into one another, goals by committee works just as much as Zlatan scoring all of them. I think Sam Johnson scores two goals this weekend. Let me rephrase. It's going to be accountable for two goals this weekend on the positive side. Huh. Either scores two or scores one and like assists one. But we don't that. have to get projections yet. I don't quite see an assist, uh, much assist making from him. But that's Until it's that. a goal scoring opportunity. It is worth noting that, uh, so that bump in Hawaii that he took, right. or in the early part of the season, I think right after the preseason technically, he's still nursing that a little. I thought he was in Hawaii. Uh, I think it was as Hawaii was ending. Okay. I think it happened in Hawaii, and then the very next game was in Phoenix. And he, and he, he, he didn't, didn't play. And he didn't play at all yeah. anymore. Um, apparently, according to the Salt Lake Trip beat writer for Real Salt Lake, he is, and I think Sam Johnson said this himself, he still like feels that in his knee. Uh, so that kind of scares me a little bit. I hope he's right. not like, oh, these guys brought me here to do a job. I need to do this job. Like, if you need some time, dude, like it's a long, long MLS season. Right. Um, but yeah, by all by by his account, he is still very much nursing that that bump. Um, I'm hoping it's he played through it obviously against Orlando, but that might be the reason he's not going the full ninety yet because he has yet to have a full ninety right full ninety match, um, which you know yeah it is, made no I thought it made no sense to take him off in the last game. So speaking of having Sam Johnson come off, Orlando had some dudes come on. Yeah. Somewhere around the 60th minute. Uh, Dom Dwyer. Yeah. And some Portuguese dude by the name of Nani. Mm. 
the game felt different to me. Yeah. For those, obviously, it felt different. Uh, completely changed. Right. I thought, from my perspective, we completely dominated the game to that point. Right. And once they came on, I thought we still were the better team. Okay. All right. That's. Arsenal Nation, in case you didn't get a chance to listen to the post-match quickie, and you want to hear my thoughts about my thoughts, <laughs> about Nick Romando's performance on that free kick from Nani, uh-huh. let me give you a quick recap. A, a quickie, summary. A quickie of the quickie. You can just say summary. People yeah. know what summary is. All right. uh, completely uh, Nick Romando's fault. You're saying he botched it. Absolutely. Interesting. He got both hands to the ball. He didn't. He had one hand to the ball. It was not a great of a shot. So, it, it wasn't upper 90. It wasn't lower 90. It wasn't like no. just... It wasn't any of the 90s. You're right. It, it wasn't just by the post. It was over the wall. Uh-huh. And kind of in the middle of the wall section of the wall. Yeah. Of the goal. If if we want to get really specific, right. if we want to I've I've since rewatched it like three or four times. Right. That ball was exactly where Baird's head should have been. If we're gonna be totally Okay, forget forget okay. No no no. Was that matters. It that where? matters. Okay. That matters a lot. Of we course can't it matters. ignore it. So in Ramondo's mind, this ball is going where he expects his defense regard I, I get it. I don't want to be kicked in the face either. Speaking of which, mm. we should get into the whole conversation. Yeah, let's touch that for just a second. Uh, um, I don't want to kick in the face from a free kick either. I get it. But I'm also not collecting a check to do so. It is your job to take that ball to the face, Bear. It really doesn't hurt that bad. It doesn't feel good. Well, obviously it doesn't feel good, but it, it like, doesn't hurt that bad. Baird jumps. It kind of gives you an adrenaline rush. He jumps slowly. He jumps right. late. And then he like tucks his shoulders up. like He's kind of like hunched over. And the ball sails over exactly over where his head should have been. Three years ago. Ramondo would have had that, yes. I said that in the quickie. And I, 100%, that's right. That's but all. I also understand why Ramondo didn't expect that ball to be there, which I think is fair. I, I still think it's a phenomenal strike from Nani. Mm, uh, no. I also think... You can't use words like phenomenal okay, for something I think it like was, that. I think it was above average. I think it was good. I no. think it was a good strike it, I, it, I think it, it's, i think it's a goal. Sh- it resulted in a beauty yes goal. like that that's by definition above average because the average ones just either end up in the wall or over the bar or to the left or to the right right i, I think if I, you look at statistically yeah okay <laughs> you're absolutely correct yes statistically you're 100 percent correct right however okay if every free kick mm-hmm. in the mls that is in that spot over the wall is a goal right I'm gonna be making a lot of money later this year. I because I yes we who got is into your a, glory years who no after no the no who is not I who is a horrendous soccer player uh-huh. can today put put a wall up and put that ball there because there's nothing to it it's up and down right but it's it's had the wall done its job which Ramondo I can see why he makes that assumption yes. he's like hey these are professionals. And professionals do their job. I can understand. He was guarding his side, and he was slow to make it to the other side. Nick Romando, if you're listening, there's no way he's listening. He's running a bar. I'm just trying to see if he wants to take me up on that challenge. 
What challenge? The challenge is issued. Oh my god. With the wall. Yeah, stop with the wall. We get it, man. You want Nick Romando screwed up on that goal. I love Nick Romando. Nick Romando might be one of my future tattoos on my body. That's okay. Weird. That's weird. Right. Maybe not Nick Romando, but some impersonation of Nick Romando. Right. All right. So uh, this is not coming from a place of hate mm-hmm. or dislike or disrespect. Right. Objectively speaking, uh-huh. I think you and I both know three years ago that is a no problem, easy grab for right. Nick Romando. Especially since he got the hand to it. Yeah, I think he pushes it wide. Three years ago, he should have still had that, which is he is retiring mm-hmm. We're not holding anything against him, but we should also be objective and say that was not some magical, awesome, incredible strike no, by I Nani. Th- I don't think it was a magical, right. awesome strike by Nani. I, I, I agree with you there. And I do think I, I can see why with the one hand that he got to, not both, he got one hand to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people think he should have saved it. I can see why he didn't, though, because I think the first and the biggest and the primary failure that resulted in that being a goal was Baird not jumping properly. I would say, let me take it a step further. Fact. That that's that is literally the facts of it. If the Bayer done his job, that's not a goal. The fact that Nick Romano got his hand to that ball is indicative of how good he still is. Has nothing to do with my conclusion that Nick Romano should have saved that shot. Mm. Because it was a below average shot. No, the, the fact that it went over the wall under the bar, by the definition of what average means, like mathematically, makes it above average. You just haven't played it, enough. The level of difficulty is not that high. Then, okay. But if most, we're so gonna, most, we're count the, the free reason, kicks. okay, listen. So the reason that most balls do not go just over the wall and just you know, in the goal, mm-hmm. yes. is because you have to shoot it with a level of power. Right. P- pace, power, spin. That had no pace, power, or spin. It was just no. over the wall no. with no pace, no power, no spin. No. Just barely over the wall you, and just barely over the other side of the goal. You clearly need to rewatch that entire segment again. I did. And you watched it once, obviously, and it was pretty much clearly live. Uh, I'm putting that goal directly at the feet of Baird. I think it, it, I'm not saying it was like a world beater of a goal, but I can see why Romando didn't save it. I'm not. I'm it not. was the absolute minimum, requ- minimally required shot to score a goal from a free kick in any professional league anywhere in the world. I, I'm, I don't think it was like Nani's, the, I don't think it was the best goal Nani's ever had by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it wasn't the. It was the third best goal in that game. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. Yeah, I would agree with <laughs> so that. So there you go. That's all right. Yeah. But but that isn't Romando's fault. Disagreed. I and and we will never see eye to eye on this. You're. You know, I think you're just salty over the fact that you agree with the whole Toya Herrera thing. Finally, it took you long enough. You'll probably agree with this again in like three or four weeks when you come to your senses. It just takes some people a little longer. It just doesn't make sense. It it's... takes some people a little longer. <laughs> okay. Um, Shall we move on? I, I I think you know from a from an Orlando game perspective, I'm I'm worried by how we played um, after those substitutions. I think I think if coaches want to rest their two best players against us, 
and with the tactic of, hey, I'm going to sub them on late and try to get goals out of it while these dudes are tired. We need to create the kind of environment where we're so ahead by then, which is luckily what happened, that it's not it's not feasible, right? I, I genuinely think if Dwyer and Nani had even 25 more minutes, we have a different result. I, I honestly believe that, and that scares me. I don't like that. Um, if dudes are going to sit their best players, we need to be up 3-0 by the time their subs come on. Why do they sit them? No idea. No idea. Two, like I was re- looking at message boards and Reddit and Twitter, and, and, and you know I was on Facebook for Orlando supporters groups, and everyone, because they don't have, like, what is it, Champions League? Nope. No. And, and their <laughs> next game is this weekend, so I don't understand... Um, and they brought them on very close to each other, didn't they? Uh, I same same sub. Oh, was it the same sub? Back to back, yeah. So that was tactics. Um, I I don't understand. Um, I'm glad they did what they did. Yeah, uh, their next game is Saturday. Hmm. So don't against Vancouver at home. So I don't understand what the logic there was, but uh, maybe they think so little of us that they thought they could get away with it. Maybe. Um, maybe. Speaking of teams that, you know, we may or may not think highly of. That's a weird transition, but I'm sticking to it. FC Cincinnati this weekend. Right. So we, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier. We just finished talking to Brian from Cincy Soccer Talk. Yep. A very knowledgeable dude. He kind of walked us through, you know, what happens from USL to MLS and, and the culture of, of, uh, of the orange and blue, as he likes to call them. Um are you worried at all about facing uh, FC Cincinnati this weekend? I'm always worried about facing new teams just because of our history. Right. And for some reason, Minnesota keeps sticking out in my in First my ever head. win. Or first um, ever MLS win. Their first ever right. MLS Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously worried. Uh, I honestly, I'll, I'll be completely open with you. I haven't watched enough since he's soccer this year to know whom or what I should be worried of. But um, I do know they have Adi. He's not playing, though. Right. So so if Adi was playing, I'd be proper worried. Yeah. Because Adi has our number. Historically, and over the years, Adi has always had our number. And it seems like he will go through 18 games of bad, mm-hmm. bad play and then gets a hat-trick against us. Adi has always been... Uh, so, I'm worried because we are on the road. Right. I'm worried because we're playing at a what is a very hostile environment. Yeah, away their, their environment. supporters show up. It's a brand new club. Everyone, you know, it's a new car smell. Right. Right. A, yeah. You don't know what you're getting from the opponent's perspective, and the fans are just giddy. Yeah, they're just, most they're just of happy them... to be in the league. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's the stuff that wears off pretty soon. Talk to, right. talk to Atlanta fans right now. Right. Right. Well, they um, did get their first ever win. <laughs> or uh, this year. They won their, yeah. So... Yes, I'm. I'm the usual amount of worried. I do also maintain what I said earlier. If we can um, account for three points at home mm-hmm. and one point, well, just account the three points at home, right. zero points in the road. Overall for the year, we're good. Sure, that's obviously already not possible. Right. Yeah. So 
a point on the road would be good. A win on the road would actually put us ahead of uh, my personal projected schedule for the year. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm worried. At the same time, I feel confident. I think if the team, the good old boring team that we right. just witnessed at Rio Tinto last Saturday shows up in Cincinnati, we're good. Right. My worry is, and again, this is, I love Mike. Mike Petke, I think top three coaches in the league. Mm. Top in my book, but one of the top coaches in the league. Um, I'm just worried about some crazy changes. Yeah, you think he's going to like, like get in his own way? Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm honestly, I don't know if Sam Johnson starts next game. Right. I don't know if he keeps the Toya Herrera lineup right. on the outsides next game. Right. Right. I that that's the stuff I'm worried about. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm more worried about us because we're so unpredictable right. than what any opposition could do. For sure. Some sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. Um No, I I, I think you've you know you definitely voiced a lot of concerns that I think a lot of RSL Nation has and, and you know, shares pretty regularly. <laughs> um, right. I, I think for me, it's that huge hole in the midfield that is now left by Everton's, yeah. uh, uh, you know, lack of being there. Um, I, you know, going to that unpredictability that you were speaking of could easily see a scenario where Petke, you know, throws the mirror and Kyle there. And I, I think the, uh, the, the Cincinnati attack just, you know, straight yeah. down the middle has a field day. Um, best case scenario is is these dudes want to play us. I, I think if they yeah. wanted to have a big open game with us, we're gonna rock them. I, I think their defense is weak enough, especially in the middle, the middle two. Um, that that if Johnson's playing, and I really hope he is, he's gonna have himself a field day because um, uh, Kendall uh, Watson, a former Vancouver player. Mm-hmm. You know, not like the prime of his career anymore. Like his his best years are probably behind him. Right. I think fundamentally cannot keep up keep up with Johnson. I I don't see I don't see a world where that's even an option. So they'll that you know by they'll either have to give him that space or they'll have to you know try to tr- run side by side with him and defend him and that's right. that's a recipe for disaster. Yes. Um, I. You know, I do worry it is a road, and this this team has all kinds of road issues. Right. Um, that being said, I'll just jump right out and say it. I think a classic 1-1, which I'm happy with. I'll take at this point in the season. Let me ask you a question. Ask. One of the first tidbits of information we get on every match day, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a weird one because I think most of us will get a tidbit of information when we're still at work. Right. Is a lineup. Yeah. And I'm picturing in my head what kind of lineup would make me feel good mm-hmm. versus what would make me worried. What are you thinking? Give me, give me a couple of positions or just whatever, as much as you want, of a lineup that will make you feel good versus, oh crap. Oh, super easy. Uh, good. Everything that we started with against Orlando with Everton, if he isn't available, being replaced by Nick Beasler. Literally. That, that simple. Literally so keep you'd everything be, else. You'd the same. be playing the mirror at ten. Uh-huh. Uh Krylock at eleven. Right? No, left no, no. no. Forward. Opposite. Uh, opposite. The mirror at the attacking midfielder. Oh, yeah. 
uh, Albert Albert at, at left, left Sabrino on yeah. the right, Sam Johnson our striker. Got uh, it. Behind you have Kyle Beckerman, Nick Beisler, and then Toya. I think it goes Toya Adam. Glad. Justin Glad and then uh, uh, Herrera. What lineup would you be worried about? Demir and Kyle in the midfield together, and yeah. Sam Johnson not starting. I yeah. think those two are like How about the back for disaster. Outside backs. Um, I actually could see this happening very easily, and I'm kind of mentally preparing myself for it. Right. For whatever. For what? Lennon. Lennon is is Mike Petke's golden boy. Right. He absolutely is. He's a good player. Uh, I like the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I think. I think in the attack, he offers us a lot of options. I yes. think defensively, he's a liability. And I think him being on the field also then causes a defensive liability on the left back. Because you know my feelings about Herrera as a left back. Right. Um, so, so to me, Lennon and Herrera starting in their quote-unquote usual spots, I think is a regression. But at this point, one that RSL Nation should be comfortable with. Yeah. I, I think extremely likely that we see that. I, I think it would make no sense to not restart that defense oh, the, yeah. from last week. For sure. All Especially against, if we're going to be totally honest, a, a, a Cincy attack that is... Let's just, let's just call it what it is. They haven't scored a goal for a run of play since the end of March. I think March 24th was the last time. They had one PK. Well, the rest were all shutouts. But yeah. Sure, but I think it's like three or four games at this point. Like it's yeah. it's clearly it's indicative of of an attack that isn't quite yeah. quite as dangerous as the rest of the league. Um, and I feel like we have a defense that's more that's more than capable of taking care of that. I think the defense we saw last game, with the exception of uh, Glad out and um, Silva in, mm-hmm. but that's not an option, right. obviously is the best defense we can have. And, you know, you talked about it earlier. Right. I was not agreeing with that earlier this year. It would just make no sense. If anything, I think uh, Lennon would be competing with a spot at this point with Toya on the left, not with Herrera on the right. Back to my original... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just don't think that that's... Right. I I think Toya, Toya, every minute he has spent on the field so far, Mm -hmm. looked good. Yeah, I, I think he's had one or two things that were kind of worrisome against Orlando, but he recovered so well that I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, I do think, I mean, I'm looking for Justin Glad to improve next game. Definitely. He, he did well last game. Right. But there were some nervy moments there. So I would yeah. like him to just, just shore up a little bit. Definitely. What he's doing. It was his first game in a while on the first team. Right, right. And... Honestly, this at this point, Mike Petke is my biggest worry. Yeah, yeah, it, it's he. It's very likely that he gets in his own way. Yeah, but you know, there's there's no planning for that. Yeah. Anything else? Well, we never got a prediction from you. Two uh, zero. Us. Yes. Wow. I think Sam Johnson is involved in two goals next game. Right. Scores Goal both or assist. He's gonna score at least one. So the other one's at least an assist? At least an assist. I, Maybe a hockey assist, but I said involved in a goal. He could right. be you know, it could be one of those plays where he's this lone striker, takes the ball, holds it, waits for two other guys to show up, passes the ball to one guy who passes to the other guy who scores the goal. So that's a hockey assist. 
I mean, you keep it vague enough. In theory, as long as he's on the field, he's involved. No. So there's a yeah. very clear definition what a hockey assist is. You didn't say hockey assist. You said involved. I'm so. th- I'm thinking two zero RSL. Right. I'm th- I'm obviously feeling bullish from the last game. Yeah. Why shouldn't we beat we beat an understaffed Orlando team at home? Right. Who hasn't been doing well this year? The road is always different. The road is super different. Uh, a place like Cincinnati, who which seems like a tough place to play, right, is never easy. And we're missing one of our biggest calming influences in the back, Silva. Right. So the 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 whole thing, yes, it's a little up and down, but I do think I I think this is where the team builds the character. I'm I'm thinking three points, right? I'm thinking two zero scoreline. Anything with a any scoreline that ends with a two zero for RSL is is a out there prediction. I'm just feeling on the road, it. especially. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. some for some reason, I'm feeling it. I, I'm feeling I, like it can happen. Right. And <laughs> here's the funny thing. I think one of the biggest weak one of the biggest reasons why I'm like shaky on that 2-0 prediction mm-hmm. oh I'm, I can't say this just say it let it rip it's the same it's the same reason why I felt comfortable and confident in the 2-0 prediction in years past I, I just think Nick Romando will not be Nick Romando oh so you're saying it's not a good prediction Th- that no I, I still think it's gonna happen Okay. But it would be the biggest reason why I would be worried about it not ah, happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I think an individual moment of brilliance from, like, you know, one of the uh, FCC yes. strikers is, like, Saeed for something. And in years past, so that's my worry. In years past, I would say that will be countered by, by an individual moment of brilliance by Nick Romando. Yeah, I, I, I don't I haven't see seen it. such a moment yet this year. This year, no, he's had a few really good saves this year. He's a, no, no, he, yes, absolutely. He has yeah. had some. He he has had plenty of MLS starting goalkeeper saves moments this year. Right. He, I th- can't recall a Nick Romando moment. Mm, I got to disagree. I think he kept us, especially like early on. I think he kept us in Vancouver. Games. He kept us in, but was there like a crazy? I mean, Nick Romando like is has been known for at least once every other game. Saving a complete 100% put away for the for the other team. I think he had a phenomenal save just against Orlando. Uh, Nani's first shot on goal. He pushed that over the bar. I think any. I think 85% of other keepers in the MLS that's a goal, easily. Um, yeah, I, I'm not quite as I, I'm. I don't think he's the Romando of three years ago. Obviously. I'm right. not quite as down on him as I think as you are. I'm not down on him. Well, no, I'm just you're, realistic. You're, 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 yeah, you're indicating that his age and, and, and response at this point is a problem and that he's not up to snuff, and I, I disagree. I still I, I think... Did, I didn't say a single word about his age. Sure, but it doesn't... I'm really saying mean. his performance. Right, which could be attributed to the fact that he's aging. Well, that's you stretching your imagination. It's not stretching. That's, that's very easy to get to that conclusion. I'm not getting into this. I think we should call it. We're an hour and 15 minutes in. RSL Nation, we hope you enjoy this one. Question uh, for you before we quit. But before we do the question, be sure to listen to the uh, FC Cincinnati chat with our friend Brian. We once That's again awesome. apologize for the audio quality. We're sure we're overthinking it. You might not even notice it, but you'll probably notice it. it it's rough. Once we'll again, fix we apologize. It. 
won't happen again. Um, if it happens, we won't post it. Unless it's as good as Brian. Right, which we're always going to think they are. So we should probably yeah. figure out our software issues before it gets to that. Good point. Get to your question. Then let's Good question. Tonight. First, okay, we retired a number already. Yes, number nine. Civil, sillily. Yes, because we thought that was, well, our ownership structure thought that was a thing at the time. Yeah. Uh, first statue, just because that's the other thing we do in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. We got, you know, yeah. uh, stocking them alone in mm-hmm. downtown. Any question? The first statue is Nick Romando. Might be Kyle Beckerman. But he hasn't announced in a retirement yet. I don't think it's his style. I think I think Kyle is probably going to retire at the end of this year as well. Whoa. Because I think I think both of them had two year contracts, and I think yeah. this is the second year of a two year contract. I could eat like it's just not Kyle's style. Like Kyle isn't like a yo, I'm gonna do a thing. Like a like a like a he's not even on like Instagram for crying out loud. You know, he likes to go fishing and just be not disturbed. Yeah, I I could easily envision a future where Kyle doesn't come back next year. Easily. Yeah. I I think it's more likely than not actually, and just not announce his retirement until like the last possible minute. Disagreed. Do you think he's gonna come back next year? Yeah, I think he's gonna come back for two more years. I don't think he's got two years. Knowing now. knowing that his role diminishes significantly. You and I apparently know a very different Kyle Beckerman, because I I don't see him ever being as long as he is able to walk I don't envision Kyle going yet yeah my role is going to diminish significantly and I'm okay with that it's not his personality and it's why we love him yeah so he's one of those dudes if he's breathing he's playing and if he's playing he's starting and if he's not you better have a damn good reason why so I think I could see him quietly uh, you know riding off into the sunset without too much fuss because that's the Kyle Beckerman we've all come to know and love I also think he could make about a million bucks in the last two years. So that's why he would come so. back. I think he's something like 300000 No, he's well north of that right now. The, I would, he was at like okay. seven, eight, or 900000 like three years ago. I think you're thinking Nick Armando. No, yeah, same. It was the same deal. I If if anyone in the front office gives Kyle Beckerman $500,000 per year. North of that, yes. I want that person fired. I no. love Kyle Beckerman. I do. I want him here for as long as he wants to be here. That is money poorly spent. On playing abilities. Obviously. Right. Yeah. But he sells a shitload of jerseys. I don't think he does. The reason we don't have a third kid is because we can't sell enough jerseys. But more jerseys than others? If if you were going to the... Okay. If you want to sell jerseys, there are other dudes you can get. Whom? Who do you get? If you go into the store tomorrow okay, to put a man's name on the back of your shirt, mm-hmm. and you know my philosophy on that. Yeah, I'd probably I, go I with like, like, I'm a very like in-the-moment guy. I'd either go with like Everton, maybe Rushnak, probably Rushnak, I think if I'm going to be 100% honest. That'd be silly. Yeah, because he's going to be gone in like two years. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it's... Honestly, I think if I'm going to be a hundred percent honest, like if yeah, I'm putting like, that's like the whole point. thought down and I'm yeah. like really thinking about it, two pony Tony. It's got to be Tony Beltran. All right, and Dude, he he got a new contract with a broken leg. One, yeah, but it's like don't assume new contract more money, like you know. Right, but Kyle would be taking less money. Obviously, right. 
Yeah, I still don't like think. I'd give Carl a million bucks over two years to keep playing for RSL. Absolutely not. Not that, no. not to play for RSL, but to energize so RSL and to market RSL. That's a horrible idea. Uh, he, a, he's not that type of dude. I don't think he's gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna stick around and be a. A, a first of all, roster space is an issue that we have frequently hit and, right. and need to address. So like, we don't just have all the space available. That's primary second Kyle Beckerman isn't going to be that cool with that being his role that's not his for a million bucks it would be I, I think you're assuming and I think a million bucks is a horrible use of those resources I think anything north of 200,000 for those final two years is insane um, but as are just my opinions well I, RSL I Nation get, what, we, Tony what we just learned was that uh, the baker hates Kyle Beckerman wrong I have a pair of cleats signed by Kyle Beckerman that he wore in the Portland game so you, why do you hate him? Probably my prized possession. Just hate Not him. probably, definitely my like. If there's a God forbid, there's a fire in my bedroom. Those are the <laughs> things I'm grabbing. I've already thought about this. <clears throat> Kyle, I hope you heard that. So why do you hate him? I love the dude. Arsenal Nation, have yourself a good evening, good morning, good day. Talk to you soon. <clears throat>